Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode four of Extreme EvoCast. Uh, this is Lily, your host. Uh, I, I want to start off by saying that uh, I'm I'm going in a new direction. Uh, starting with this episode, I'm I'm doing a new formula uh, for this whole thing. You notice the intro was a little different. It was a little bit more low key, a little more chill. Um, and what I want to try to accomplish with this is to be more be be more carefree, uh, have it be more relaxing for both me and you, because. Uh, I realized at the beginning of the last episode, or, you know, while I was preparing for the last episode, I was sort of stressed out about how I was going to go about things, planning out when I was going to talk about what, plan out how things are going to go, when I talk about certain things, how much I talk about a certain thing. And I feel like it was more me trying to micromanage a bunch of different topics than just talking about things. I feel like I was pressured, but I mean pressured by myself to just put out as much content as I possibly could. And I don't really want that to be what this podcast is. I want it to be more chill uh, for both me and you. So what I'm going to try and do is take things slower, stop being so formal about things. Uh, you know, the intro, I can keep a keep a good stylized intro with like the hey everyone you know I I might develop it over time uh, as as things go you know I mean I'm just dipping my toes in the water with every episode and uh, you know just formulating things to be more unique and 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 you know get a good foothold with how I want things to go so the last three episodes were more formal they were more processed they were a lot more planned. Uh, not that I'm not going to come up with ideas and, you know, things to talk about, because if I just started recording with nothing to, nothing in mind, I would be lost. It would be boring. I would be <laughs> tripping over myself. Um, so uh, grab your coffee, grab, you know, grab a nice blanket, <laughs> get all warm and cozy, because we're going to have a nice chill time uh, today. Um and I'm I'm trying out this new formula because I want to see how things, I want to see how if I like it more, because recently, uh, after the third episode released, I kind of I've I've kind of been been putting off doing it because it's starting to be more, not more of a chore, but it's certainly stressing me out more than it should. Uh, this being just like a little personal project that I do by myself. Uh, no obligation, you know, nothing like that. Uh, I realized that that's not really how the direction I want to go. I don't, I don't want to be an extremely, like, you know, formal thing. <laughs> I don't want it to be a formal thing. I want it to be formal enough, but I don't want it to be formal to the point where there's no personality. There's no, you know, it, it's too fast paced. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna be slowing things down a little bit, trying to make myself talk slower, uh, trying to be more focused on being entertaining than spitting out as much info as I possibly can. Uh, like I have, like I felt like I've been doing for the past three episodes. Um, and I mean, in the second episode, it was kind of, uh, 
understandable because I had a lot to talk about. There's a lot of stuff, and there, there will be episodes like that in the future. Like, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, I want to get out as much as I can. I want to talk about it as much as I can. So things might be a little bit, you know, more fast-paced, a little more planned, a little more formal. But with because I realized I don't. There's not really much I want to talk about today. Uh, there's not much news. Um, nothing really super big is going on with Pokemon. Uh, there's I do have a topic that I'm that I'm discussing for today, which is uh, Nuzlocke's. And how those how how they, how do they work? <laughs> Why are they so popular? But uh, you know that's for later. Um, I'm taking inspiration, of course. I mean, this whole podcast is basically just inspiration from uh, the Super Effective podcast. You've probably heard of it if you're listening to Pokemon podcasts. Uh, you've probably heard of it, heard of it before. I'm sure it's been recommended to you. <laughs> if you like Pokemon, uh, you know, if you haven't, uh, it's a very, very nice podcast. Um, I'm not really one to be shouting them out because <laughs> they're, you know, loads more known than I am, but I can still shout them out. Uh, it's a very nice podcast, and I, I realized that instead of doing, uh, like I mentioned, instead of being more fast-paced and just like info dumping, I want to be just more chill. Uh, and that's a little bit hard to do when I'm by myself because when I'm when I have another person in the room talking with me, it's a lot more easy to just have natural conversation go because I'm talking to the other person and things tangents can go can go off uh, much easier than they would if I'm just by myself. But I'll try my hardest to just act like I'm in a conversation with somebody, but it's a one-way conversation and I'm only talking to myself, you know. Uh, that, and that's what I want this to be. I want this to be just super chill, super relaxing. <laughs> not like it's like, you know, ASMR or anything. that It's not supposed to be relaxing. But I, I just I want it to be chill. That That's my main goal. I want it to be slower. I want it to be more chill. I want it to be uh, in the realm of just me sitting here talking about nonsense related to Pokemon instead of scrambling around trying to fit multiple multiple topics into an hour and 20 minutes um I want I want it to be more I, I want to have more of a chance to explore certain topics for a longer period of time and I want to have a chance to go into more personal things like stories or talking about things that maybe aren't even related to Pokemon. I know it's a Pokemon podcast, but I, I do want to go off on tangents that sometimes, um, you know, explore the whole personal personality aspect of, of running a podcast because um, I don't want it to be just like, I don't want me to be just the person telling you these things. I want I want to be the person who you want to listen talking about these things and the person that you enjoy listening to. Uh, talking about these things and you know getting my opinion on things and all that and not just me being like oh you know this happened this is going on let's talk about pokemon stuff that's it see you later i want it to be open I, like i want it to be very explorative uh for both me and you um one more thing before we get started um i know this intro is extremely long already it's almost eight minutes but um, I, I do plan on making my own music, uh, in the future. I've, I've dabbled in, 
a few music things. Uh, not very much though. Um, but I love to. I love to try. Uh, I think it would be a fun experience. Um, I did like I, I did do the art and stuff uh, for the podcast, so I am experienced in that sort of medium. Um, and I want to be more experienced in other mediums like like music and like how you know make make maybe make my own little tune or my own little um, you know composition uh, cover anything like that of just like a Pokemon song or something instead of uh, being taken from. Uh, somebody else. I don't actually don't think I ever mentioned uh, the intro music is from uh, Glitch X City. It's for the uh, Snowbell City uh, remix. If I if I am correct about this, I am almost sure that it's fair use. Um, that's why I'm using it. I didn't want to use I didn't want to use something not Pokemon related, so that's why I chose that. Uh, if it's not. Uh, I might run into a few problems, and obviously I won't keep using it if it's not fair use, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But shout out to uh, Glitch X City for um, giving me my intro and outro music. I think it fits well. I think it's, I think it's a, good, uh, a good thing for now. Just to start off, uh, eventually I want to maybe go more of a personal direction, make my own music, uh, maybe, something, maybe something related to me something related to my likes, uh, related to the podcast in general, and not just, like, some random Pokemon song, but we'll see. Um, so I guess we can go into the news now. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about just the direction that I want to take, um, for the podcast. I don't think so. I, I, I just want it to be me talking (laughs) and not, like I said, me just trying to info dump to you all about things. I think it would be a lot more interesting and more personalized if I just go in with a vague sense of what I want to talk about and a lot of room to explore and uh, also talking slower because people have told me that I talk a little too quickly. Uh, I don't want that to leak into the podcast. I don't want it to be hard to understand, hard to follow. I want it to be I want it to be slow and, you know, understandable, all that. So, hopping into the news, uh, I also do want to spend more time talking about the news. Um, Like I said, talk about more of my personal opinions on the news, uh, what's going on, because sometimes I just kind of relay it, and then I just hop into the topic without even really going in depth of how I feel about it, like what I think is, you know, what I I think is interesting about it. Um, So... Starting off, um, this is coming from uh, Poke Jungle on Twitter. Um, there is um, Pokemon merchandise coming uh, called Pokemon Steps. Um, cute little figurines with like some nice brickwork, <laughs> like fence with just Pokemon kind of sitting around, and they're they're stackable. You can like customize them, stack them up. Uh, they feature some Pokemon such as Rowlet, Pikachu, Piplup, Pichu and Cleffa, Eevee and Espeon, uh, you know, the, the more popular Pokemon. Um, and I did retweet it uh, on my Twitter, so if you want to take a look at that, you can. Uh, or you can check it out from um, my, from Poke Jungle itself. Um, this is coming from um, Rement Official, 
which I believe is just a like I, I believe it's it, I mean it's it's going on sale in Japan on May twenty eighth. Um, it's I'm not sure it's affiliation with with Pokemon and Nintendo, but I'm sure it's an official release, and I don't think that they would release it on their own terms. Uh, but hey, you never know. <laughs> um, I think they're really cute. Uh, I was actually thinking of picking one up myself. I think, yeah, yeah, because um, they're they're very nice looking. They look nice for for decoration and all that. <laughs> um, so uh, there's a lot of things going on right now with Pokemon Go. Um, too much to really talk about. Uh, well, I'm still going to talk as much as I can about them, but there is just... Pokemon Go is in a sort of wave where... I mean, when the game first came out, obviously, and for the first, like, two or three years <laughs> when it came out, um, it was very... Like, it didn't get very many updates. It didn't get very many things going on. It was just, you know, Pokemon. But now... Uh, props to Niantic and, and Pokemon for releasing so much stuff, so many things to do. Like, you know, there's new researches, there's new Pokemon appearing, there's more shinies coming, more raids. Uh, they do they they constantly do events where certain Pokemon or certain types will appear more frequently, uh, which is you know everything we have to talk about uh, today. Which is um, just just like props to Nintendo for and Niantic to just like constantly pouring out these new updates, um, like uh, balancing between college life and going out and playing Pokemon Go as much as I can whenever I'm walking from from or to class, uh, hanging out with friends or just going out by myself. I always try to play Pokemon Go as much as possible, and I consider it one of my my most played games because it's it's easy to just play uh even if you're in the middle of something um so it's the kind of game that i don't really need to set a, set aside free time to do i can just do it throughout the day and it's almost as if i i put you know like two or three hours into it because i'm just doing it throughout my day uh and it's really nice because it feels like i'm never falling behind on things and that's what i that's that's what i love about pokemon go uh it feels like i can just I'm not worried about, like, oh, I'm not going to have enough time to play Pokemon Go today. Like, I'm not going to be able to catch... I'm not going to be able to do the research tasks. It's, like, it's it's just the kind of thing where I can just do it throughout the day. If I have, like, five minutes free or I'm walking from some place to the other place. or I'm going, Even if I'm just, like, going to get food, I can just open Pokemon Go and play it while I walk there. You know, it, it's a very... Uh, it, it's just a very, like, easily done thing. And it, it's it's... I'm trying to think of the word like it's just so it's so easy to just pick up and do every day uh in a non you know you don't have to worry about it because it's like I, I never like I never think to myself like oh like I'm not gonna have enough time I just I just go and I do it <laughs> you know what I mean um and with that uh I'll go to mention what the, the things I'm, I'm talking about are going on. Like, for example, the LOTAT research uh, just ended uh, pretty recently, I believe. Um, the LOTAT researches are, or were, you know, uh, research things that had LOTADs appearing more frequently. Uh, LOTAD, things related to LOTAD 
Um, I'm not sure if they could be shiny. Uh, I haven't seen anybody get a shiny Lotad, uh, at least in the past few the past few days when the Lotad research tasks were, you know, up and the Lotad the the Lotad event was going on. Uh, but you could get more Lotads, and uh, the Pokemon Twitter even paired it with a few like interesting facts about Lotad, Ludicolo, all that stuff, which is nice of them. I, I like when they give these obscure Pokemon these just, you know, the, these days, like the, a couple few days with a few posts on Twitter about them and research tasks and, and getting people more likely to catch them and more likely to, to, to like the Pokemon, giving more attention to Pokemon that, that don't really get as much love, like Lotad, for example. Um, and similar to that, Cast Form, uh, Cast Form could be could, might be able to still be shiny. I'm not 100% sure about that. Uh, I know that in the past few days, uh, Cast Form was able to be shiny. Uh, one of my friends uh, got one uh, when she went to Pride. Uh, and I never I never got myself a shiny Cast Form, but um, I, I didn't even hear about it until I knew that, until uh, she showed me that you could get a shiny Cast Form. Um... I, like, I don't think there was, like, a specific event about it. I think it was just, oh, Castform could be shiny now. Oh, good luck. <laughs> Castform's appearing more frequently. Um, though I, I have been pretty busy recently, so I, I don't know if I if I just missed the announcement or what. But, um, yeah, a, a few few of my friends picked up themselves a shiny Castform. And, and, like, Castform has always been that Pokemon where it's like, okay... I got one, and then I'm never going to catch another one ever again, unless you count the other forms, you know, like, oh, I got one of each form, now I'm never going to catch one ever again, because there's no use to them, they don't really, they're not very good, uh, you know, battling-wise, they don't really do anything special, they're just kind of one of the Pokemon you catch to complete the Pokedex, and if you want to catch the other forms for uh, collection, then you can, like I did, um, but I'm happy that they're giving these obscure Pokemon either attention via the Lotad, you know, research tasks and all that stuff, um, just, like, having more, like, you know, basically forcing people to catch them more, because some of the, the research things were catch two Lotad, <laughs> you know, um, and, or in the cast form's case, just making it shiny and making it appear more often, so people want more, you know, uh, more, you know, they, they want to catch it more, um, and I, I like that, and I, I'm, I, I like that they're doing that for these 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 Pokemon, and they're doing it so frequently. It seems like every single week there's like a few more Pokemon that could be shiny, a few more Pokemon that are just appearing more often, a certain type that's appearing more often. It's it's just like it's good because they're they're giving love to the whole franchise, not just Pikachu or Eevee or you know the starters. Like they're giving love to all of the Pokemon, and it shows that they they do care about both the Pokemon themselves and the people who like the Pokemon themselves, you know, um, and like I said, props to them for catering to an audience that never really shows themselves all that much, the people who, who like these obscure Pokemon, and even if it's not pertaining to a certain audience, it's still just widening the, you know, the, the, uh, variety of Pokemon that you can catch, and love and care for in Pokemon Go, um, and I really appreciate it. I think it's I think it's a great way that they can 
that they that, to go about things in terms of their their app and you know the way that they're uh, marketing the game. I, I think it's really really good. I think it's healthy for the community to constantly have these new updates. So while they work on something big, they can just flood people with new things to do every day. Either whether it be you know go out and and catch a new Pokemon or try to find a shiny one, or just go out and do these research tasks. You know, it's 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 the simple things. Like they don't, they're not huge updates. They're nothing big. It's just as simple as hey, this Pokemon's appearing more frequently. Go out with like four or five friends and try to catch a new one. Try to catch a shiny one. You know, it's like something so simple is something that is put out so frequently and it, it works. It works so well. Uh, another thing related to that is the raids. The raids are getting constant updates every month with new Pokemon, new legendary Pokemon. Uh, this you know, month, or not necessarily month, but this time, uh, it's Giratina. Uh, Giratina is available, uh, another, another Giratina raid, um, event. It seems, it seems like they're going back around, kind of looping back, uh, to, to raids that we've had before, because, uh, I remember I got myself two Giratinas when the Giratina raids were going on, uh, and I was almost surprised to hear that they were doing Giratina again because I I don't know if there's a few other Pokemon that they haven't done yet uh, with Hoenn and like you know the new Sinnoh that just came out recently Gen Four, but um, I like that they're going back to the old Pokemon, uh, not necessarily old but other ones that they've done like Giratina for example, giving people more of a chance to go out and, and get them and. This is this is exactly what I mean. Like they didn't have to put Giratina back into the cycle. They could have just said, "Lope, you get one chance to catch a Giratina." You know, this like week or two weeks session uh, where Giratina raids are going on, and then like, nope, that's it. If they did that, nobody would you know have a chance to get a Giratina again. But they're putting out these Pokemon they've already done just to get people more out there. People who maybe are are bored with the raids that are going on now and didn't have a chance to get themselves a Giratina. It gives them more of a of a challenge. They can go out with friends and conquer a legendary raid and get a Giratina. You know, it's like it's it's the simplest thing ever. Just like putting a raid Pokemon back into the cycle, but it helps get so many people out there, and it gets so many people into you know back into it and and into the 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 cycle of just going out every day and having new stuff to do <laughs> with their game. Um, it's, it's perfect. It's, it works really well. And I'm, I really like the way that they're going about it because personally for me, it's getting me to go out more frequently and getting, you know, getting in more exercise, uh, getting me to play more with my friends, getting, you know, uh, it's topics to bring up in conversation, things to do when I'm just hanging around doing nothing, uh, which is rare nowadays, but like, you know, if I'm ever out, I can, if I see a Giratina raid that I haven't done, I can just do it. <laughs> it's just new stuff, like all the time, all the all the time. New stuff, new stuff, new stuff. It's like showering us with like quote unquote updates. They're not updates; they're just events going on. But like I said before, while they're waiting for things to, while while they're waiting for updates to do, they can just release these things and still have give people things to do in their game. It's great. Um, last two things with Pokemon Go I want to talk about are uh, bugs. There's more bugs, <laughs> just bugs. Um, more bug types are showing up. Uh, I'm not really sure the reason behind it. 
I think some of them might be able to be shiny, like Wurmple. I heard a rumor. I'm not sure. I don't have proof of that, so don't don't take that seriously. Um, it just might be. But um, more bug types are appearing more frequently now, and also Ash Hat Pikachu's. Um, it was a for April Fool's Day, but I think that uh, I think that it's like just a legit thing. You can get Ash Hat Pikachu's. Uh, I haven't been able to find one myself. Um, I'm not sure the way that you go about getting them, uh, but it is uh, it is a new Pikachu. I've been trying to get all the Hat Pikachu's. Uh, I have all of them except for the new one, <laughs> the Ash Hat Pikachu. And I think a few others. I'm not sure. Uh, I'd have to look at a list of them, but I'm not sure. But I've been trying to get as many as I can. Um, now, like, going back into the topic, I know I've been talking about this quite a bit, but just with the more bugs and the more, you know, the Ash Hat Pikachu, like, it's just so much stuff. I feel, almost feel overwhelmed with how much is going on with, you know... <laughs> with how many things they're releasing to us. Uh, but, it, hey, it's a good thing. I'm not going to complain, certainly. Um, Pokemon Go is the kind of game for me that I love. It's one of the only phone games that I've used that are... that that I've used more... like, that I actually use on a daily basis <laughs> that I use all the time. Because there's certain games where I play it for a few days and then I stop. I get bored of it. But Pokemon Go, I just can't get bored of. Pokemon Go, I play every single day. Uh, I always make sure that I focus on it, and it's just a great time passer. Uh, and I love it so much. Uh, there, there'll be more times to talk about Pokemon Go, I'm sure. Uh, I want to dedicate a whole episode to Pokemon Go. Um, like, probably multiple ones, because Pokemon Go is a huge part of Pokemon, and now it is, you know. Uh, and probably even more in the future. Pokemon Go still has one of the biggest fan bases I've seen, uh, even though it's been out for five years now, I think. Something like that. Probably not. I'm not sure how long it's been out. Uh, but it's been out for so long, and it's still got, it's still got millions of players. It, it's just great. It's great. I'm not going to go off on another tangent about Pokemon Go, but uh, you know how I feel about it. Uh you're going to hear a lot about it maybe in the future, maybe a future episode probably just about Pokemon Go. Uh, but let's move on from Pokemon Go. I've been talking about Pokemon Go for like 20 minutes, and uh, we got other stuff to talk about. Um, a few other things in terms of news. Uh, Passimian and Oranguru with hidden abilities uh, can be found in the Pokemon Bank. So if you're still using the Pokemon Bank, uh, I don't know why you wouldn't be, but if you're still using it... <laughs> Uh, you can go pick yourselves up a uh, hidden ability Passimian and Oranguru, which is cool. I like they they haven't done like a hidden like a, a Pokemon giveaway uh, in the Pokemon Bank for a long time. Uh, like I don't even remember what the last one was, but it was a long time ago. Uh, and now I, I hope that it starts to become more of a tradition that they do more of these uh, giveaways for, you know, uh, for Pokemon Bank, because Pokemon Bank is another huge thing uh, with with Pokemon. I mean, without Pokemon Bank, uh, there'd be a lot less that we could do in Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun and Moon, all those kind of games. You know, we it, it would be a lot harder to, to store Pokemon. Uh, and I like that they're rewarding people for using it. It's nice. 
Now, I want to take <laughs> kind of a leap into the actual topic of today. Um, a little bit more news first, but uh, it is already almost halfway done. <laughs> and I, I, I want to, you know, I want to chill things out and, and talk more slow and and uh, discuss more things about about certain things. But I, I do want to keep a, a good uh, time frame. I don't want to have to rush things. Um, last few things: um, Raichu and Alolan Raichu GX from GG End has gotten uh, released. It's a really cute card. I recommend looking it up. Uh, I wish I could show you, but this is uh, an audio medium, so I can't show you what it looks like um <laughs> but just look up the uh gg end uh trading card uh pack and look up their raichu and alolan raichu gx uh card it's it's really cute good art i love it a lot um and last but not least uh the pokemon sun and moon anime is on netflix i know i said i wouldn't talk about the anime all that much but i think this is a good exception uh it's on netflix uh so now if, you, if you're interested in watching the Sun and Moon anime, you can watch it easily if you have Netflix. So, good. I, w- I was hoping that they would do that eventually because uh, I've been wanting to watch it myself. And now that it's on Netflix, I guess I have a, a good opportunity and, and less of an excuse to watch it. Um, okay, so I want to go into the main topic today. Just a, a little bit of an experimental topic. Um... Something small, something uh, not super in-depth, just a little bit of a discussion uh, going along with the whole, you know, chilling out uh, thing, is um, Nuzlocke's. Uh, Nuzlocke's, I I, I thought about dedicating a whole episode to Nuzlocke's, and I was worried about not having a lot to talk about. So I think that this is a good topic to uh, discuss now when... Uh, you know, I want to I want to stretch things out, talk more, uh, more methodically about things. Uh, I think this is a good time to test it out, test the waters. Something that I don't really have a lot to talk about, uh, but enough where I can balance it out with, uh, you know, the more chill, personal kind of kind of deal we're going on here. Um, so, if you don't know what a nuzlocke is, uh, a nuzlocke is a certain challenge. Uh, that you can do in Pokemon where um, there's a specific set of rules. There's a lot of different kinds of Nuzlocke. I'm just going to talk about the base Nuzlocke today. Maybe we'll go into uh, other uh, ways of playing Pokemon in a future episode. Wink. Uh, But uh, the original Nuzlocke challenge is that if a Pokemon faints, it's considered dead, quote-unquote dead, and it either has to be released or if... Or put in the Pokemon storage system uh, permanently, so you can't take it back out. You can't heal it. You can't use it. Uh, it's 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 simple. It's just if a Pokemon faints, can't use it anymore. Basically, you, you can decide whether or not you want to release it. If you, if you want to track your progress, uh, keep the Pokemon for later use. You know, after the after the run's over, uh, it's up to you. Uh, I prefer to keep them in the storage system because I hate releasing Pokemon, and like I said, I want to have a good memory. Of uh, the Pokemon that I've used in the in the in the run, um, the other big uh, rule are uh, the you have to catch the first Pokemon encountered in an area, uh, no matter what. And if it faints, uh, you can't you, you can't catch another Pokemon in that area. There's no second chances. 
Um, if you find a Pokemon in an area that you've already used, like if, if, it's, a, if it's a duplicate, uh, some challenges I've seen uh, make it so either you just don't catch it or you get to try again. I like to do the get to try again, but that's just my own uh, personal preference. I like having a, a big variety of Pokemon to use. Uh, but of course, like once you try again, if it's another Pokemon and it faints, you can't use it. Um, I just like to give myself a little bit of leeway uh, to make it more entertaining for me <laughs> to, uh, you know, uh, have more fun. Uh, you know, but you, you can be hardcore if you want to. It's up to you. It, it's it's very, very lenient with uh, the rules. You don't even have to do certain rules if you don't want to. It's not like a actual challenge in the game. It's it's simply just a fun uh, fan challenge. Um, so Nuzlocke's for me have always been really fun. I've done quite a lot of them, more than I can remember. In, I mean. Hell, I've probably done one in every game. For, uh, you know, <laughs> I've, 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 you know, I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but I've probably done at least one Nuzlocke in every main series Pokemon game. Uh, it, they're just that fun, and I love it. It, it, cha- it totally changes the entire way that you play Pokemon because you have to be very, very careful with what Pokemon you send out. Uh, what moves you use, you have to be careful about training, you have to be careful about, you know, you actually have to be extremely careful about, like, when you, uh, you know, when you progress, how long you spend training, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, there, There's some more hardcore rules where um, you, uh, you can't use healing items, which is a extremely hardcore um, method, or um, you have to uh, only use like a Pokemon Center once, or something like that. Uh, to people use that to to make it harder for themselves, which is valid. Uh, I just prefer to use the <laughs> the easier rules because I like to actually enjoy myself a little bit while I do it, and not make it super stressful. There's one Nuzlocke in particular that I've that I did uh, a while ago. It was in Pokemon Y, and I, j- I just remember it being really, really fun. It was super hard because, like, I mean, Pokemon Y is usually really easy, but I did, like, I made it a lot harder for myself uh, in, in in Pokemon Y. Um, I just remember, like, so many of my Pokemon uh, dying, <laughs> and, like, I struggled so much. I remember I had, like, 10 or so Pokemon, or, like, like a full team of, like, six Pokemon that I was really happy with. Like, I felt like they were going to last for a really long time, and then as soon as I got to the second gym, I lost, like, three Pokemon, <laughs> and I was immediately pushed back, like, super far, and I had to spend so much time grinding, and it was so stressful. <laughs> like, that game can be, that game can be really hard when you, when you really challenge yourself for it. Um, I also remember doing a Nuzlocke a while ago that was um, kind of an interesting rule set, and I really recommend doing this um, if you are looking for something new to do, uh, if you've done a lot of Nuzlocke and you want something new. Um, I had a group of friends, and I gave them, like, I I told them what game I was using. I believe it was uh, Omega Ruby. And what I did was I, um, I had them look through a list of Pokemon, and I chose, like, 20 
30 Pokemon, and I have my friends pick out Pokemon for me to use uh, throughout the, the game. Like, they, they look through a list of the Pokemon, uh, they chose, uh, like, round robin, 30 or so Pokemon for, to, for me to use, and, like, in, instead of catching every Pokemon that I find on each route, I thought it would be more fun to include my friends and kind of emphasize the connections that you make with your Pokemon throughout the Nuzlocke, which is why it's so, like, emotionally endearing and and stressful, because you make these bonds with these Pokemon, and then, you you know, when you when they faint, you can't use them anymore, and it's essentially like throwing away a friend, and it's it's really stressful, but I thought it would be a lot more stressful if I put the weight on my friends as well. I know that sounds harsh, but I would... I would give the connection to them as well as myself, so when one of my Pokemon died, you know, their Pokemon died as well, and, you know, they, they took the emotional damage from, from losing one of the Pokemon. Like, a lot of my friends were really into it. They they would feel very sad when one of my Pokemon died, uh, and, and that's it honestly made the game a lot more fun um, when I included my friends in the emotional damage that comes with Nuzlocke's. But in a way, that's actually what I really like about Nuzlocke's. I think that, I, th- I think that the challenge is what makes it so appealing to people, and how, how fun, difficult, and sometimes you know disheartening it can be to 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 lose so many Pokemon that you you had you were so attached to. Uh, it's certainly a difficult thing to deal with when you're super late in the game. I mean, even just not from an emotional standpoint, but from a gameplay standpoint as well. Like, I remember on most of my Nuzlocke's, I would do, I would be doing really well, and all of a sudden, all of my, I would lose like two or three of my super high-level Pokemon, and then I would only have backup Pokemon that were lower level, and I'd have to spend so much time grinding them up, or else I would risk losing another Pokemon, because you need a strong team to, you know, to support yourself so you don't lose more Pokemon. And if if a Pokemon that's strong ends up fainting, you're going to have to replace them almost immediately because it would be more risky to go on with, with low-level Pokemon because they would die easier and they wouldn't be able to support your team very well. So it's it's kind of a... It's almost like a new game. It feels like a new game to me whenever I do it. Uh, I've, like I said, I've done it in almost every Pokemon game, and it's, it's, it's an experience. Um, depending on what game you want to go for, I, I recommend doing it on a game that's already pretty easy, like uh, Sun and Moon or X and Y. Uh, and if you're a real Pokemon veteran and you really want to go through with it uh, in a really difficult game, like uh, Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, arguably, or one of the older games where. Uh, you know, like the first gen or second gen, where it's it's a little more harsh. Um, I think that doing that would be really entertaining. And if you haven't done a Nuzlocke challenge already, I highly recommend it. So we're going to take a little bit of a break from talking about Nuzlocke's to go into uh, the first segment of the week, uh, which is, of course, uh, Random Pokemon of the Week. This week's random Pokemon is a Grass Fairy Pokemon from Generation 7. Uh, it is the evolved form of Moralol. If you haven't been able to guess already, it is, of course, uh, Shinotic, or however you pronounce it. <laughs> um, Shinotic is the illuminating Pokemon. It is number 756 in the National Pokedex. 
Uh, it evolves from Merlo starting at level 24. Um, nothing really else <laughs> much to say about uh, Shinotake. It's just um, another fairy Pokemon uh, added in, in Gen 7, which there are quite a lot of uh, fairy Pokemon added in Gen 7. I mean, they really needed to because uh, Gen 6 introduced fairy types, but they didn't really add all that many. A lot of them were just Pokemon from past uh, generations that were turned into fairy-type Pokemon, like Clefairy or Jigglypuff. Um, and I, I'm glad that they added so many new fairy-types with uh, Gen 7. I, I think it really fits the um, just the whole aesthetic of, uh, of Alola and stuff. Um, I like I really like Shinotic's design, because we don't really have many mushroom Pokemon, or Pokemon designed around, you know, fungi, uh, anything like that. Um, and I like... Because with, with, like, Paris and Parasect, Shroomish and Berloom, uh, they're more focused on, like, the poison, like, the poisonous aspect of, of fungi and mushrooms. But I like, I like, uh, Shinotic and Moral because they're focused more on the, kind of, like, the, the fairy and, and magical <laughs> essence, I suppose, that comes with, um, with, with mushrooms and all that kind of stuff, like, talking about like fairy ring, uh, fairy rings, where like a group of uh, a circle of mushrooms was norm uh, was believed to be like a, a ring for fairies. Um, Shinotic is is one of the more forgettable Pokemon, and that makes me kind of upset because, uh, like I said, I really like its design. I think it's a I think it's a really nice design. I like its big big head, <laughs> or like the I, I like how it's just like a, a tiny little like stock body and then the rest of like the rest of its head is just the huge mushroom um a little bit of fun facts about uh shinotic this is coming from bulbapedia of course um but uh shinotic and its pre-evolution are the only pokemon that can have rain dish and can't learn rain dance rain dish being its hidden ability which um it gains back a sixteenth of its HP uh, when it's raining. So, if you're going to use Shinotic with its hidden ability, uh, you better have another Pokemon with Rain Dance because it can't learn it. <laughs> so it has no way. It, ha- it has a good way of recovering with rain, but it has no way of actually initiating that rain. Um, Shinotic, uh, its shiny form, I actually really like. Um, it looks odd though. Um, it's like. It replaces the light pink with like a dark brown and the purpley color with <laughs> like a bright yellow. And I always thought it looked like like a like a Boston cream donut or something like that. Something like creamy and chocolatey, like an eclair <laughs> or something. Uh, especially with the the yellow coloring and the white of uh, Shinotic's body. Um, so I give it a it's hard it's a, it's a really hard rating because it looks really good but at the same time i think it looks really weird uh i'll give it a, a 6 out of 10 i think 6 out of 10 is a good a good rating for shinotic shiny it's it's not great but it's creative definitely uh could have been worse <laughs> it, but it also probably could have been better now on to the competitive aspect of Shinotic. Uh, Shinotic is a PU Pokemon. Uh, it's not 
its stats aren't fantastic, uh, with its height stat, high stat being uh, special defense at 100, its speed being monstrously low at 30. Uh, I mean, it makes sense because it's a mushroom, but uh, its attack is very bad. Uh, it's and its special attack is is it's nothing to sneeze at, but it's only 90. Uh, obviously, this is more of a special attacker as grass fairy types uh, tend to be, or grass and fairy types tend to be. Um, but overall, its stats really aren't anything great. Uh, it's it's officially untiered on Smogan, uh, but people normally use it in PU uh, as a defensive Pokemon, having uh, Spore, Strength Sap, Moonblast, and Giga Drain, kind of a special attacker focused on healing itself uh, with Giga Drain and Strength Sap uh, and paralyzing uh, the opposing Pokemon to kind of gain back its XP, being a, a physical bulk. But it's, you know, it's outclassed by Pokemon like Tangela or even Tangrowth with its uh, Grass-type being a physically bulky um, Grass-type. So it's it's a little sad. It, it kind of has other Pokemon that does its job much better. But uh, the best uh, item for it is Leftovers. Best ability is Effect Spore, um, which isn't really great. I just think it's. I think that's just because Shinnertix doesn't really have anything better. Uh, Bold Nature, two forty-eight HP IVs or EVs. Sorry, uh, two fifty-two defense EVs and eight speed EVs. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't seem amazing. <laughs> it's just kind of one of those PU Pokemon that has another Pokemon that does its job better than it does, which is unfortunate. So what I want to do for the rest of the episode is talk about a little bit more about Nuzlocke's, uh, talk about a few more things, and then I want to hop into the last uh, the last segment uh, for the episode and then probably wrap things up there. This episode is uh, most likely going to be a little bit shorter than normal, mostly because last episode was a lot longer. Um... Plus, this episode is, is a lot more experimental uh, than than the last three have been, so I, I want to kind of keep it to a minimum so I can get some good feedback on it. Um, so, with Nuzlocke, I wanted to briefly discuss Nuzlocke as a YouTube series because there is a lot of YouTube series in the past that were pioneered by Nuzlocke. Uh, a lot of YouTubers... A lot of you, a lot of PokeTubers uh, did Nuzlocke on their channel, such as uh, Munching Orange is a really good example, one that I used to watch uh, when I was younger, uh, as well as more recently, uh, A Drive is another very good example of someone who does lots of themed Nuzlocke, like Bug Bug Locks, Shiny Locks, all that kind of jazz, um, and. I feel like without that, Nuzlocke would be a lot less popular than they are now. Um, I feel like people who, popular YouTubers who did Pokemon content doing Nuzlocke became the norm and became something that almost everybody jumped on the the bandwagon of. And it really did good. I, I remember, like, I don't think they ever really did bad. I think lots of people loved watching a lot of PokeTubers doing Nuzlocke's, and it's just a very enjoyable thing to do yourself and also watch other people do, because you yourself get very invested in the Pokemon, and it creates for for really good video when uh, 
you know, somebody's, somebody's Pokemon, beloved Pokemon that have been alive for the whole series, uh, dies unexpectedly. And I, you know, it can really bring in the watchers and, and create kind of like a, a big event for the series that, that brings in more people, you know, uh, it, it's kind of a, it's almost, uh, a, a series that has, almost like clickbaity things not necessarily clickbaity but like big events that mark the whole series as a whole big like uh, big events that have people come in and watch uh that people almost you know look forward to they know it's coming or they know it's it might happen uh things that people can discuss uh when the series happens it's just sort of like you know in YouTube series when it's when it's the norm when it's just like a, a video game let's play something like that which uh, used to and still is a large part of YouTube uh, people usually came for interesting and unique things and and unique things in <laughs> a beloved Pokemon of a series literally dying and not being able to be used anymore is one of those big events that would bring in a lot of people and and really solidify the series as a whole if that makes sense that's why i think nuzlocke work really well because it's also a, a big challenge it's a unique challenge uh people can put millions of different rules on it uh as you know they can play however they want they can do it with other people they can do cage locks egg locks uh lots of different rule sets, you know, monotypes, anything that they please, anything that they think is interesting, anything they want to do, uh, people could even request them, it's, it's a big and, you know, it's not as big as it should be, in my opinion, um, it's sort of a subset, you know, like a subcategory of a subcategory of YouTube videos, um, and it's a little bit unfortunate that it's not, uh, super popular and a lot of really popular YouTubers, but in the Pokemon community, it's pretty much a staple. Um, like, go to any famous Pokemon YouTuber that plays games on their channel, uh, whether it be shiny hunting or uh, making Pokemon news videos or anything like that, and look to see if they have any Nuzlocke's on their channel. I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, they're going to have some form of Nuzlocke either going on right now or in the past or anything because nuzlocks are such an easy thing to do there's something interesting uh to do after you know they've they've uh they've used up their their pokemon playthrough you know time uh if they're if they're tired of just playing normal pokemon playthroughs or their viewers are tired of them just playing pokemon playthroughs uh they can mix it up and do pretty much anything that they see fit uh, to, for their channel and for what they want to do or for what the viewers want to see. There's so many different kinds of rules that you can do uh, with Pokemon uh, challenge mode, you know, cha- challenge challenges for Pokemon games, uh, not just Nuzlocke's, even other uh, subsets of challenges uh, fall into the same category as Nuzlocke's, and I think they're worth a mention. Uh, like, like I said, like monotype teams, um, stuff like that is very good for uh, you know, attracting people's attention and, and keeping good, unique, you know, variety in, in videos. And I mean, I've never done it myself, but I mean, obviously it's been working for a lot of uh, famous YouTubers because like I said, so many of them do Nuzlocke's. And I think that Nuzlocke's are like, they've just grown the Pokemon community 
more than than what it already is. I mean, think about if Nuzlocke never became a thing, people wouldn't be doing these these challenge, uh, you know, these, these challenge Pokemon challenges, and and maybe it would it would dry out a, a little bit of the uniqueness that's with with Pokemon and how it's played and and how unique and, and customizable the Pokemon games already are. It, it's it's more of a of a unique spin on what is already an extremely customizable game, and I think that's why they're so popular and so much fun. So wrapping things up a little bit here, uh, I, I wanted to end it with the final segment of the episode, which is a segment that we introduced last episode, which I am super into doing. I, I really like this. It, it sort of falls into the same category as Random Pokemon of the Week, uh, with something new and interesting to talk about every week. Uh, it is, of course, Move Tutor. Uh, the segment where I talk about a random move every week. So this week's move for Move Tutor is going to be Double Hit. Uh, double Hit is a normal type physical move that was introduced in Generation 4. Um, it is a 35 power move that essentially just hits twice. It's just a normal type move like Pound or Scratch or any other physical normal type move, but it hits twice. Its uses aren't really anything out of the ordinary from normal, normal you know, physical moves, um, but the double hit uh, mechanic does, you know, does it? It does do a few things differently than some, <laughs> any you know, from the from the one hit moves. Like for example, uh, each strike has an equal chance to be a critical hit, meaning that you could get a crit with both hits. It, it, I mean, it's essentially just a multi-hit move. That has a little bit more power than, like, say, Fury Swipes or Twin Needle or anything like that. Uh, it's it's just always guaranteed to hit two times, uh, which can be useful for for damage output. It's usually a early game move. It's not really something you see later. Uh, there's a lot of other better multi-hit moves that do much better than double hit. Uh, then again, like normal type moves aren't necessarily extremely good in the first place, so I think that uh, double hit is, is kind of out, outclassed by some other moves, but it does do some interesting things. Um, abilities that activate upon contact, uh, each strike counts individually, like, um, or for example, things like, like a Rocky Helmet or, uh, you know, Rough Skin, like Garchomp's Rough Skin, it, uh, it it does inflict the user twice, which is more of a negative than a positive, but uh, that's just what it does. Um, with the King's Rock and the Razor Fang, each move does have a an extra ha- extra chance to flinch, so it's, it's good for um, Pokemon with, like, say, Serene Grace, uh, with, like, a, a Razor Fang or a King's Rock. It would, it, you know, flinching is a powerful thing so you know that that can be a pretty good uh strategy i suppose um the only really other thing that is interesting about this move is that uh apom needs to know it to evolve into ambipom when leveled up uh if apom is, is leveled up with 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 double hit it evolves into ambipom uh which is more of a lore thing because of the two tails but you know it, it's nothing really special uh, it's just sort of a double hit move. It's like double kick, but a normal type. <laughs> That's really it, honestly. Not really much else to say about this move, maybe other than the fact that it's uh, not a TM, HM, or a move tutor move. It's only learned by like level up and breeding uh, and all that. Um, sort of a anticlimactic <laughs> and uninteresting move uh, to feature on the second episode of Move Tutor. But, I mean, you know... 
what did you expect? If we're going to be doing random moves every episode, there's going to be a few that are, you know, extraordinary with like signature moves and all that. And then, you know, we may as well give some attention to some of the lesser used or lesser known uh, moves like, like double hit, for example. Um, in Japanese, it's known as double attack. <laughs> I'm just sort of milking it uh, for anything that I can find interesting about this move. But I think that's about everything we can say about double hit. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. So before we wrap things up, uh, I do just want to say uh, that I hope you enjoyed listening. Um, again, I'm trying out something new with this episode, uh, trying to be a little bit more chill, uh, at least in the beginning of the episode. Uh, I- I'm not super worried about being less chill later in the episode with talking about the actual topic at hand. I think that that can be more that that can be more energetic and uh, trying to info dump because um i I mean i will try my hardest to talk about more personalized things but i do want to talk about quite a bit uh in this podcast uh but i but my overall goal is to make it more chill more relaxing more just uh not too confusing and and just less stressful for me really uh so i can go in with a fresh mind, uh, not like a super cluttered, you know, list of things that I need to talk about for this episode and sort of just a general idea, which is what I had for this episode. I only had like five lines of notes for for the Nuzlocke section. And I mean, hey, I, I ended up talking about it for a good 35, 40 minutes. And I think that that's what I want. I want it to be something that I'm not just info dumping about and I want to be able to talk about my own feelings about things and you know put a more personalized spin on it uh and same goes for the news as well uh I'm actually really happy with how the news came out today uh I I want to do things more like that in the future I mean I talked for almost half an hour about Pokemon Go or at least like 20-15 minutes about Pokemon Go and that was just in the news section. And I, I want to I go off on tangents more like that because I think that's what makes things more enjoyable. Uh, I don't, I don't want to go off too far for too long because then uh, it'll, it'll distract from the main interest of the episode. But I do, I do want to go off more on things uh, than I did in the last three episodes and sort of create just a, a very pliable experience, something that you never really know what to expect because uh, if it's just news and then talking about something for 40 minutes, uh, then it, it's going to be it's going to get kind of uh, boring after a while because I'm just going to be talking about things. But if I mix it up, uh, be more just chill, relax about it, and go off more about things, I feel like that's going to be more of a good opportunity to bring in more experiences uh, into the podcast. So uh, that's going to be it for me for this week. Um, you can find Extreme EvoCast on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Um, my YouTube and Twitter is at Lilicion, uh, L-I-L-L-I-E-C-E-O-N. Uh, I post, uh, my Twitter is for my personal things, and, uh, the YouTube channel is where I upload episodes of Extreme EvoCast. Uh, and I do have an Extreme EvoCast Twitter, which you can find linked on my personal Twitter, um, if you're not already, I recommend following the Twitter because you can get updates, you can get reblogs uh, from things that I find, things that I talk about during the episode. For example, the um, 
the new step uh, step merchandise. Uh, I reblogged a picture of it, or the post that I that I mentioned in the in the episode. I talked it. I I reblogged it so you can check it out uh, for yourself, so you can actually see what it looks like instead of just hearing me talk about it. Uh, and I plan on doing that in the future too, as well as updates and uh, descriptions of new episodes to come. So that's going to do it for me for this week. This has been uh, Lily, your host, and uh, I'll see you all next week. Bye.